uh, so uh, you're a dad, uh, a <laughs> yeah. daughter, um, and I'm sure your daughter is now past this phase where she's like new shit happens all, all the time, like discovering new things. Um, like, like, you know, cause I'm just noticing with my son is just like every day there's just something like, there's like oh, yeah. new shit. And, right. Yeah. And yeah. just, it's kind of uh, yeah. it's kind of awkward. Like today I had him like propped up, uh, against the couch and I literally got up to like go get coffee and the little fucker like rolled down and rolled onto his face. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, literally, yep. I was in the same room. I could like see him, but yeah. all of a sudden like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be gone for two seconds. And nope. I lost that little nope. shit. It's uh, the two seconds is when they get you. <laughs> for sure. I'm kind of that to look forward to. So <laughs> Live from McGillicuddy's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know, this is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Not at Fitzgerald's. Um, Fitzgerald's uh, doesn't exist anymore. Um, it will not exist anymore. <laughs> yes. God save uh, <laughs> Fitzgerald's is dead. God save Fitzgerald's. Long live um, Fitzgerald's. Yeah. As you can tell, I also don't have uh, the other regular co-host, David Martin. We have Luke Craig filling in yeah. admirably. Ad- em- uh, Sorry, everybody. No, it's people like you. They <laughs> like you a lot more than they like us. Um, Martin is out uh, vacationing with his wife. This is like is- the first time they've had a vacation in... He, I can't and, remember. Like, I think since their kids were born, their kids are five years old. And am I wrong? Is he back in wine country? I think he is. That yeah. dude loves his wine. He does love his wine. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, wine and playing the piano. So, if you were, <laughs> if you were at the, uh, if you ever come, or I come to a Minnesota United game, and there's a match where David Martin is there. There's more than like a, a very good scenario that he will be, uh, that he will be hanging out after the game. Tickle and the ivories. He will tickle the ivories. Yeah. Um, he, uh, him and. Uh, Wes duetted on uh, Tiny Dancer, and he got over and like went over and played the piano during the nice. piano uh, section. Nice. So we got to get him the oversized brandy snifter with some dollar bills in there. <laughs> see if he'll play like Moon River for us. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So as we mentioned, we're not at Fitzgerald's. We won't be at Fitzgerald's for a while. And if we do go back there, it will be what will be officially referred to as Fitz, which is a uh, change up the concept. They're bringing uh, again. in a, they're, again for yeah. the fourth time. And I right. think that's the because it was the Salt Cellar, and it was. Yes. A different concept, Something. and then it was Fitzgerald's current yes. concept, and now it's going to be a uh, uh, pizza place. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So is anyone going to be in there besides us and a bunch of lobbyists? <laughs> that's you and know, then like some neighborhood drunks. It's funny that that's that's exactly who's there. It's like it's like me and uh, uh, Martin when we record the podcast. You, right. Mo Karazi, yeah, so na- neighborhood drunk, right? Because he's like um, within a two block radius. Oh, he's a little further than that, but yeah, he's okay. not not far. Right. Um, and then yeah, it's a bunch of neighborhood drunks, and then it's a bunch of lobbyists. I. <laughs> Every time I've gone in there, especially during the session, it's like I just I'll be kind of be paying attention to the conversation. And I'll turn to Martin. I'm like, oh yeah, those guys work for you know whichever this you know some, Briggs, Briggs and Morgan some or this they, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah these work for they work right. for this law firm or because I know you know back in my previous days uh, I used to oh do, that's right I used to do some of that and work for right. a couple or different organizations okay. that did they're some not of that, so. all scumbags. Well, I was an actual an actual lobbyist. I worked for an organization yeah. that used lobbyists. Right. 
And so, yeah, no, they're not all scumbags. They're, most of them are scumbags, but not, <laughs> not all of them. Um, well, yeah, well, let's, we have a lot to talk about. Um, sure do. So we're going to be a little bit light on the Seattle game. I'm just going to give you guys a warning. We have a lot of stuff to talk about with uh, – a trade that happened. Uh, I, I, sense, I sense there may be a rant in her. In I don't know if it's, future. you know, okay. kick the man when he's down, I guess. Right. You know, like I felt like he was, thought, we thought he was treated like trash. And so I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. To, to fix I, we'll, that. we'll see. We'll, we'll see talk we about that there. in a little bit, but we'll, yeah. we'll preview uh, the Chicago game. Um, I'm going down to Chicago. Uh, oh, really? And, and, yeah. We're Sweet. hopping on a train on Friday morning and taking the Amtrak That's the way to do it. Um, yeah. To uh, just outside of Madison. And then we're going to stay, spend the night in Madison uh. with her folks leave Ragnar there on Saturday, you know, get up in time for the tailgates. Um, yeah, the game and then spend the night in Bridgeview. <laughs> are, you, are you take the train from Madison to Bridgeview somehow? No, 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 no. We're, okay. no, we're going to borrow her folks car. Oh, so we're enough. driving, we'll okay. drive into, into, into Bridgeview okay. on Saturday and then uh, drive back on Sunday and the train comes back through uh, at like five on, nice. sat, on Sunday night. So we'll get in, we'll get in relatively late okay. on Sunday, but uh, yeah, this will be the first time. It's actually the first time I've been, on the Empire, or on the, yeah, on the Empire Builder, um, ever, I think, but on other trains, but, so yeah, so that's fine, and then we're actually taking Ragnar, we just bought plane tickets, taking Ragnar to um, Colorado in June for his first away match, he's not going to be going to the game on Saturday. Uh, this may be of interest, uh, the city of Denver has just decriminalized the use of psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, oh, oh boy! <laughs> I'm just, I'm just putting that out there as just a little Cliff Clavin factoid. All right, all right. Um, I think uh, not that you know, you know gotta, anybody listening to this or participating in this podcast would be interested. In no, no, getting no, your hands on that. Never, and never maybe puncturing the space time continuum <laughs> a little bit. Well, we'll see. I'm gonna have a, uh, I'm gonna have a five month old with me, so maybe. Yeah, uh, I think maybe that's not probably maybe not this trip. Maybe the next time we're out there when we're out there for a wedding, and we you okay. know, probably have some. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Maybe. Okay, so it's not for a Rapids game or something. No, this this uh, oh, the June June is going off for the okay. Rapids game, but yeah, okay. we're bringing we're bringing Ragnar. So, anyways, let's jump I was into. Gonna say you might want something a little mind altering to sit through a fucking Colorado Rapids. game Oh, trust right me, now. I've been I've been very high. Both oh, I know. <laughs> both the times I went to see Colorado Rapids, play. Rocky Mountain High, baby. Yeah, it's it is not a it's not it's not good. It's, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so let's jump in. Let's chat a little bit about uh, what ha- just happened over the yeah. weekend. Um, Seattle Sounders a game ended a one-one draw. Um, you know, honestly, I would say that pretty deserved. Um, I think Seattle, yeah. I think Minnesota created a lot more in the first half. Um, Seattle had much better chances. I mean, they hit the post twice in the like the last eight minutes uh, yeah, within eight we, minutes of each other in the second half. We got real lucky. Yeah, Jordan Morris uh, was game. you know just barely. He was more than just barely offsides, but you know they put a through ball to him where he just went in on net and just yeah. just absolutely roofed one behind Minone. Um, but you know, we talk about the best moment of the game. And I think probably in agreement, it's the, we got the first goal. There's only one from Michael Parra. And it was a, from a fucking set piece. Yes. So, yeah, um, that's, that's our first set piece goal of the year, which is not, not good. Does, uh, not does, good at all. does Gray Goose get any credit for being the one who sent that one up? I think he gets an assist on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but for, I mean, he just kind of lobbed it and, and Eichel Paro happened to be in the right place to get yeah. it in. Well, that's kind of the point. I mean, um, that's the point with set pieces, though. Right. It's like, I mean, I don't know if you watched. We'll talk. We're going to talk about a little bit about this. Normally not a Champions League podcast, but we had some uh, bonker uh, fucking games. Yeah. Um, you know, the first, uh, the second Liverpool goal where Virg van Dyke was just in all alone. No one uh, against Newcastle. I'm, this is from the weekend. Just all alone. Nobody marking him. Like, you put a ball into that guy. Yeah. And Eichel Paro the same way. You know, he's a big, tall, big, tall dude who knows how to get his head on the ball. So really, that's Greg Goose's job is to is to put those balls into dangerous positions so that yeah that we're not it's beating it's beating the first man 
um, it's getting into a, a dangerous position. And you know, then we have the the people and the in the uh, in the players to uh, to put it in net. So, did you have anything else for your best moment of the game? Or I, well, I can't argue with that. When we only score one goal, there's really only one best, true best moment. Um, I I was frustrated during the game. Um, you know, once again, we have a lot of offensive chances that don't seem to turn into anything. But walking out of there, I felt like, well, you know, we hold, we held an incredibly good MLS offense to only one goal against, and we got one in on them. Um, I, I think it's kind of what everybody deserved was about a one-one game walking yeah. out of there. That's how everybody played. Yeah. Um, so going back, <clears throat> the worst moment of the game happened, uh, you know, about. 20 minutes later, um, right yeah. before the halftime, uh, the goal that Seattle scored. Um, the goal itself, there was nothing that I think anybody could do. Uh, that rolled just, on, just stepped up and just took and took a, a rocket of a beam. shot. Yeah. Um, you know, Manone mentioned he thought, you know, he wanted to take a look at it. He may have been able to get his fingertips on it. Even if he gets his fingertips on it, he's probably breaking his fingertips. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> From yeah. Roland just that, just hit the shit out of that, that ball. That thing had some power on it. Um, um, what I'm going to say, though, going back to there, you know, the we had a there was a cross in. Um, and we had a weak clearance. I think I can't remember if it was Schuler, but someone just took, like, you know, kind of missed, uh, missed hit the ball. It I didn't think go all the, I all the way it out. Was Schuler? And then even before that, um, when they made a pass out to the to the left to, before the cross, Romain Medinier had a, actually a pretty good opportunity to tackle, um, and he just basically whipped on the ball too. Like, yep. you know, I think Seattle was going to get something. They clearly had put the, putting the pressure on. And when they brought in uh, Will Bruin and Rui Diaz uh, towards the end of that game, I just had flashes of uh, last year when Will Bruin came in and scored like two goals in the last, you know, three minutes of the game. That was to beat uh, us. Last year's Sounder game was probably the angriest I've been. I was, <laughs> I've been at a game yeah. that year. Yeah. Um, and I was there. I brought one of my younger cousins with, so I didn't swear in front of her. But I, I got pretty creative. But you were, uh, uh, yeah, definitely yeah, wanted to. I was to. a little steamed up. Yeah. yeah. So. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <clears throat> All right. Uh, moving along then. Uh, the most what the fuck moment of the game. I have the yellow card on Grey Goose. Um, you know, Grey Goose yes. is on a breakaway, and that little shit Christian Roldan basically ran into his arm to draw the foul. I mean, yes. There's nothing in there. Mendier wasn't, you know, when, when you guys that tall and the guys that short, you got to expect there's going to be some sort of contact. And they tried to get a. Uh, they tried to do that same shit again early in the second half to get uh, uh, to get Gregus on a second yellow card yes. to get him kicked out, and that's just that's bullshit. Um, I just I don't like when when players do that when when people dive um, and that and that just sort of that sort of shenanigans shit. I just that, that doesn't have a place in the game. Yeah. I know it, you know I know it it does, but it's like I just really wish that would be. And luckily the referee it wasn't wasn't up for it the uh, the second time, <clears throat> right in the uh, in the right. second half. I, I think, but yeah, they think he got jobs. Basically, they certainly were playing some angles there and hoping to hoping to do it. And I I get that it's gamesmanship, but goddamn, was that frustrating to watch? Yeah, um, yeah, the guy's running. Just, He's uh, not even looking at you. You're behind him, and he, yeah, right. Yeah, I, that, <clears throat> I got I got mad during that one too. Yeah. I'm, I'm generally not someone who gets mad during games, uh, but that was. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that people who who complain about soccer complain about. Is, yeah. That kind of just shitty flopping, um, you know, trying trying to get some fouls called where there really was no. Yeah, and it uh, sucks because they're no foul. They're kind of justified in that because it does suck. You know, it takes yeah. a momentum out of a game. Right, um, potentially puts a you know a player into a, a bad spot. <clears throat> you know, Gregor's. I'm sure he's going to collect yellow cards. We need him to have games where he's not collecting those yellow cards as much as possible. Sure. So, um, all right. So the next Freddie Do star of the game. Um, 
Why don't you go ahead with uh, this one? Well, I mean, the obvious star of the game is Michael Parra because he got a goal, um, which we really needed to get here. But I am continuing to be so thankful that we do have Ozzy Alonso uh, on our team this year. I think he's really has probably spared us a number of goals over this homestand here. And once again, no real glamorous moment, nothing for highlight reel in the Seattle game, but numerous occasions where uh, he just kind of quietly gets in there, gets possession of the ball, gets and then distributes it very quickly out to someone who can make a move down the field, and we're back in we're back in safety. Um, and it just I just feel so much more I feel so much relief when I see him heading towards the ball. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Because okay, we're in good hands. We got somebody who can lock this shit down and get it out of here, and let's get back on the right foot. Yeah. The one. That one caveat with him is that I don't think we have a like for like replacement for Ozzy. So if he yes, he gets that scares a, me. A card accumulation uh, and or he uh, he gets hurt, um, uh, we're we might be uh, SOL. <laughs> I think one. he he stays pretty clean on not picking up a lot of cards though. I don't think so far this year. Right, he hasn't in the past. Yeah, historically he has, yeah. he's been a little bit of a card magnet. But, and maybe that's uh, and maybe that is uh, that's something that he is he recognizes that you know in Seattle he has he had more of a of a replacement for him that he could right. he could be a little more aggressive here knowing that there is nobody to back him up basically that can back him up and play the way that Ozzy plays right um, he's got to be a little more um, a little more hesitant in terms of those hard tackles but going in hard when he needs to so yeah I would agree with you you know I obviously had a great game <clears throat> scoring the goal um, there's he was not at fault for the goal that was allowed uh, Romain Metnier again still that guy stands out um, I'm just waiting for when mm-hmm. what happens when teams start game planning around taking away Metnier if our you know midfielders are gonna have the sense to you know find that open space that's created when yes. when they're marking Metnier a little harder right um, up the line so because yeah, they're <clears> gonna start scouting scouting him yeah, I mean, they're gonna start they should. Looking he's, to put some resources yeah, into the guy, stopping him. The guy should be an MLS All Star, and he's you know probably on the short list right now for Defender of the Year based on uh, the sample size that he's had. So can't um, argue with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nice for you for the shittiest player of the game. Um, I didn't really have anybody here. I mean, I guess you maybe give it to to Schuler for that for that week that week uh, clearance. But I think all in all, everybody had a. I mean, nobody had a, a out like a standout bad bad game that cost us something yeah nobody was shitty i would say schuler was maybe the most mediocre presence on the field i would agree with that um i didn't didn't create a lot of positive value and i think we did have uh, have that mistaken clearance that that created some problems for us yeah what if we say, and we haven't done this in a while, but what if we give it to Adrian Heath for not having a uh, any sort of attacking flair on the field until like the 68th minute when he brought in Darwin and then Romario? Right, yeah. That was like a big shot in the arm. And I think that, you know, at least within the national media, I think that's the question on Minnesota is yeah. what the hell is Minnesota's identity as a team? Yeah. I, and I don't know. No, I don't think I don't think we know. I don't think I Heath knows. I think honestly. we just go out there and we see what happens within any given ninety minutes, yeah. and there doesn't seem to be any kind of overarching plan or identity yeah. or this is the way we do things. Um, uh, Schiefer yeah. Decker broke it down really well in his piece for fifty-five-one. Uh, um, in one of his bullet points, he basically said, "There's we have four sort of dynamic, creative, attacking type players. We have four sort of solid, creating type midfield players." You know, um, yeah. that we need to play a combination of two from one group and two from the other group. Not going to, st- you know, uh, plagiarize Schieffer Decker. Go read his, if you haven't read <laughs> this piece on the 55 1 yet. Um, I think he breaks down really good. And, you know, he actually puts together a couple of pairs of uh, of players, like, for example, having, you know, Ibarra and Quintero out 
with Ribara and Finley, you know, yes. in terms of what they how they can work with each other. Yes. So, okay, cool. um, so let's jump in to other United news. So let's talk about the other United news quick, and then we'll then we'll talk about the uh, the trade. Um, so first oh. thing, we had a trade with the LA Galaxy before the uh, <laughs> the, the the big one, the bomb drops. No actual human beings were nope. involved in this trade. Nope, just f- this funny money. nominal resources. Just funny money. Yeah, <laughs> um, we got two hundred twenty-five thousand in Gam. For three hundred twenty-five thousand in Tam, which if you don't know what that means, that's totally fine. You're like ninety-nine percent of America. Um, Abu Dinladi was pulled out of practice today. Um, that dude Ooh. just can't stay healthy. It really sucks. Pretzel man. Yeah, he didn't. You know, I don't think he's making the trip to Chicago. And then uh, the last other bit of news before we jump into the, the Frankie Calvo trade, um, I compare my team of the week, which was I think well deserved. Well deserved. Absolutely. A solid, solid defending, and obviously scoring a goal as a defender. It's a pretty easy uh, way to get yourself on the team of the week. We like Ike. Yeah, we like yeah. Ike. Um, okay, now let's okay. talk about it. <laughs> um, Francisco Cavo is gone. Frankie. He's gone, and not only is he gone, he started for Chicago today. <laughs> of course um, he did. Yeah, we're recording this at like 9, nine o'clock. Oh, boy. So that game already ended. Um, Chicago put a beat down on the Revolution, uh, the same Revolution team that we lost to. <laughs> In like the third week of the oh, year. Oh, that hurts um, to think about. Oh, they've, they've given man. up. I think I was reading. I saw a tweet that in the last two halves of so the last half of the of their game. Yes, uh, last week uh, against Philly in the first half. I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically they've given up like ten goals. Yeah. In the last like ninety minutes. Um, oh my god. They're a really bad team. I'm not sure how how uh, what's his nuts. Uh, um, yeah, American yeah. von yeah. Uh, British American um, von British <laughs> makes it makes it through the uh, through the uh, rest of the year. Um, Brad Brad Friedel. Yeah, wow, that and team's it, just dedicated to a certain level of mediocrity. That's well, just, you know, they have a they have a, a, a really awesome owner <laughs> and, a, and a really awesome field. Oh yeah. wait, no. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we're yeah. not we're not here to talk about the shit on the New England Revolution. Although yeah. that's a fun game. It to is do. fun to do. Let's talk about what happened. Uh, Francisco okay. Calvo He's is gone. gone. Baby. Um, we received one hundred thousand in twenty nineteen Gam, okay. fifty thousand in twenty nineteen Tam, uh-huh. one hundred thousand in twenty twenty Gam, and one hundred fifty thousand in twenty twenty Tam. Um, up to one hundred twenty five thousand in Tam for per- performance incentives. I don't know what those are. And then we actually retain some of the uh, percentage of his inter- of an international transfer. So if, if Chicago okay. sells him, say back to Costa Rica yes. or somewhere we, in we Europe, get a little kickback. They didn't say how much it was. Nice. Um, it, now, did he yeah. did he end up getting his green card, or does he count for an international slot? I think he has his green card, so I don't okay. think he counts as an international slot because we didn't. Okay. We also didn't trade. We didn't trade international slots, so I'm guessing okay. that because I think every other almost every team was capped out on international slots. Yeah. So my guess is that he yeah he had. It would it would surprise me if he actually did not have a green card for as long as he's been sure, here. So, fair. anyways, so a few uh, a few fun facts here. So, you know, you know, we've I've heard from from people that I trust that the team has actually been scouting international left backs um, from in South America for a while. So this isn't, you know, we can we can talk about whether like how slapdash this was based on what yeah. happened in Toronto and then the negativity. But I, I feel like this is something that they've that they've realized that they need to fix for i'm not sure if that was since the beginning of the year Oof. they've been scouting since last year um obviously the the trade deadline clo- or the yeah, the the transfer deadline closed uh earlier um how did this, this week guy, and they, and we didn't and we didn't make any moves how so. did he get, how did he end up getting the captain's armband in the first place is, like that it seems like a big mystery well, demidoff like, had it let's let's for, we forget yeah, that like, demidoff had it for a just game. like it's it's the captain's armband it's not it's not the locker room cancer armband but so, 
<laughs> you know, I feel like it's <laughs> the only guys who've worn it. Um, I don't. I don't even think Darwin has worn it. The only guys up until Ozzy wore it were Calvo, yeah, well, Demonoff, Calvo, Boxel, and Coleman. Um, so I think Adrian really just likes his uh, his uh, captain to be a defender, and I don't. Okay, I, I guess I don't necessarily understand. The logic I mean, behind that? I've heard the reasoning behind that is just because they're <clears throat> further back, they're seeing more of the game in front of them. Sure. I guess I mean that gives some feedback to that the other guys, but it's logical and makes logical sense, but when has this team ever used logic for <laughs> doing stuff? <laughs> exactly. Um couple so yeah, so yes. Yeah, so basically, you know, this seems like uh we we undersold um for Calvo. Uh, there were rumors, uh, nothing confirmed by the team or or any you know anybody that we that I would trust that there was a two million dollar offer for him over the winter. So you know, if you believe that, then certainly yes, getting you know four hundred thousand dollars in funny cash doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, however, who's, I mean, who's going to put two million on the table? That's right then uh, well the thing the, the the rumor was that they were offered you know they were offered two million for him, but Minnesota was holding off for four million. So which again seems, seems odd. Seems very odd. Yeah. So the you know the question is is if you believe that then yes we didn't get as much from um, based on some of the um, the defender trades uh, that happened in the off season. So for example, Icopara being the I think almost uh, almost a million dollars in Tam and Gam for Icopara. Yeah. yeah. Um, FC Cincinnati splashed a bunch of cash for Kendall Watson and uh, Nick Hagland, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so based on those two or those three sort of transfers we didn't get as much as you know we probably theoretically could have but it clearly means it clearly so this is something that was in the works whether it was like they were had plans and they were already chatting with chicago about trading and chicago had an, had a definite need for their back line is absolutely yeah, they, fucking they decimated. can only get better yeah even <laughs> by putting even frank even francisco fucking cobble can yeah. make that team yeah. will make that team a little bit better right um Theoretically, uh, so they, you know, they clearly were a team that was in need. I, you know, I'm not sure how many other teams uh, in uh, MLS wanted or needed a, a left back or a center back, um, and like especially one who is uh, as outspoken as Francisco Cabo was. Yeah. So I think our, our the market probably wasn't uh, wasn't you know robust for it. Um, a lot of the players that or a lot of teams that had you know needed that sort of um, center back left back help had already had already procured it. Um, but still, I mean, it's, you know, it's $400,000 and it seems like the team has a, has somewhat of a plan in place for something for you know, who they want to bring in. Um, they certainly are going to need that money because it's either going to have to be a TAM player, um, or they're going to have to spend some of that money, um, and buy down, uh, Angelo's contract. If we come in, if the, if the guy comes in as a DP. Yeah. So there's definitely, you know, it, part of it with the, the roster rules too, is that, you know, Minnesota doesn't keep all the money that they would get in an international sale of um, Francisco Cabo. Like MLS takes their cut. I think it takes like a third. Yes, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if they have a, a deal with Saprissa where Saprissa would still take a cut. Oh man, uh, yeah. It's very, there might be a lot of hands. Very possible. So yeah, so two million dollars might end up being, uh, you know, say you know five hundred thousand yeah. dollars or maybe even a yeah. million dollars. And then, that, but that money then is also can only be earmarked for. Um, the academy, uh, okay, f- building improvements, you know, yeah. things like that. Like not on the not stuff that actually like will can affect them on the pitch. They can't turn right. around and spend. They won't get two million dollars back, and even if they did, they won't be able to turn around and use that to buy, you know, right. to buy to, you know, the, next, the next Benedetti or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah capital improvements, basically. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of. <clears throat> 
the ability to do some stuff once the next uh, transfer window opens. I mean, this this gives them some more which flexibility. Is, which is in like what, like five six weeks? Uh, it's like July. I want to say it's like July sixth or seventh. So okay, yeah, it's, so it's, we're two months out. Oh, two months out. So Doesn't yeah, feel like today being in the low forties and rainy, but <laughs> right, exactly. God. Okay, yeah. So so I mean that's that means you know we have about I think we I think uh, seven games before there's the short. Uh, um, the short gold cup break, uh, and then, right. then, the, then it pretty much opens up, you know, you know, about a couple weeks after we come back and start playing games again. So, you know, we got to really hope, you know, fingers crossed, um, put Eric Miller in uh, bubble wrap, uh, yes. don't let him, yes. don't let him <laughs> out and about, uh, make sure that none, nobody touches Eric Miller. Uh, cause if we, you know, if we lose him, yeah. You know, we're potentially looking at like a Miguel Ibarra on the. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, are there stairs in your home? <laughs> Can you just live on one story of your house so you're not like possibly falling downstairs? Yeah, it'll be like after um, yeah, after my, my yeah. kid was born, and they were yeah. like, doctors were like, well, you can't, you shouldn't really go upstairs for two weeks. And my wife just lived on the main floor of our house. And yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. All right. But we're putting you on bed rest. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, in terms of the oh, so then then. Yeah, then drama time. Yeah, so then he goes. So Francisco Francisco goes to Chicago. Has a uh, uh, a quote uh, in Spanish. And he came on as a sub in their game against LAFC, correct? I don't know. I, I think so. I mean, like it's possible. Yeah, 10, fifteen minutes. It's possible. I didn't care. Look, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever, um, dude. Yeah. And uh, so he came on um, and made some comments after the trade. Basically, how he said that. The team had, by benching him, had I can I don't have the exact quote for me, but basically had treated him like uh, like a, a rookie trash. Is how yeah um I I I, I can read enough Spanish yeah. I, I basically got the gist of his yeah. quote and he's like me they too. treated me like a rookie they threw me in the trash oh, me in the trash yeah treat me like a rookie he, threw me in the trash he did acknowledge that the the incident in Toronto was a mistake on his part so I guess okay some fair play for having good a small amount of insights <laughs> <laughs> into those issues yeah and uh, but part of it, I mean it seems like most of the anger really is at Adrian Heath yeah which I don't I I just I do not understand. At all because that guy Adrian fucking like he rode hard for Francisco Cabo. Yes. Cabo was never once held accountable for any of the bullshit no. that he pulled up until right. the Toronto game. And if this is how his bobos feel about him, man, yeah, <laughs> yikes, yeah, it's okay. I, I just I don't get I don't get that well, you know. And from you know, there's actually obviously this you know so cycling back a couple of weeks, there was the uh, Andy Grader piece um, that. You know, in the Pioneer Press, basically, where you know players were throwing him under the bus for being negative and uh, you know yeah. not not a good in the I locker was, room. I was amazed at how frank some of those yeah uh, little sound bites that Andy got. Yeah, I mean it's great when you're like, you know, not on the record. Ooh, wow! Clearly, clearly the guy rubbed some people the long way. And so I was Holy trying to figure smokes. out who yep. you know. So we were trying to figure out it's like who who is who is like sort of senior enough um, and sort of maybe ornery enough to say. Yeah. And it's I think it's it clearly was like Iker Ozzy. I don't think yeah. I don't think Brent Coleman was doing that. I don't think. Miguel would say anything like that. It was no. clearly Icarasi just being like, "This yeah. guy yeah. is is not helping our locker room." Right, and you know, go ahead and get mad at me for saying so. Yeah. So, right. anyways, <laughs> so I just want to bring all that up to you know wrap up our. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll obviously we'll be talking about Frank Frank Calvo here in a little bit when we Frankie talk about Calvo. with uh, Chicago. Frankie. But uh, anything else you want to any, any famous uh, famous memories of uh, Francisco Calvo that you? Uh, yeah, you know, I was sort of, I was sort of trying to make up my mind. Like you know, I certainly held him in dwindling esteem 
especially after Toronto. He did write a nice goodbye note to the fans he did. when the trade happened. So I'm like, yeah, do we, you know, do we be a little bit gracious to him in hindsight? I don't know. Um, it certainly seems like not a great personality to have on your squad. Yeah. Um, I mean, and good, I good luck in Chicago, dude. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talk about out of the frying pan and into the fire. Well, perhaps. I mean, it's, it is, and it, but it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Like, no one in Chicago fucking respects the the fire. No. And, he, he ta- you know, he had his respect Brant uh, uh, after last year, when, after then we, you know, started yeah. shit the bed. What's it going to be like when he's at, like, there's no one, like, you said 6,000 people in Chicago tonight for yes. a midweek match? Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, it's a Wednesday night. If the weather there is anything like it is here, it's probably absolutely miserable to be outside and, and they're in a stadium that they're desperately trying to get out of yeah. right now. And, you know, they're they're paying 60 million bucks to get out of their <laughs> that's, lease that's in bonkers. Woodbridge, Illinois. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Like a, ugh, yeah. sounds like a terrible setup yeah. right now. Yeah. Speaking of, we'll be down there in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, so long, Francisco Calvo. Uh, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Yeah, I guess that's how basically I feel. it. Yeah. yeah. Don't need to, I don't need to, yeah. We don't need to devote too much more time to, nope. to breath on him. So, um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about uh, – uh, holy shit. What the fuck just happened in the Champions League? Yeah, what the fuck? Did, <laughs> so, I was, I've been at work. I've been working pretty hard the last couple of days here. So, my only – Source of information is just being watching about one third of my Twitter feed, absolutely freaking out with no context. Yeah. It's just like everyone's tweeting things like, holy shit. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. This is insane. So, yeah. So let me, I can set the, so, set the table for you. Yeah. I was, I was at uh, Blackheart, uh, as I, as I want to do yesterday for the Liverpool match on, on Tuesday. Of course. And, uh, you know, we're, there's a few Liverpool fans. There's a couple Barca fans, uh, you know, we're chatting and I was, he's like, well, you know. One of the guys was like, do you think we have a shot? I'm like, you know, we'll get probably two goals early on, and then then we'll give up a goal to Messi, and that'll be it. And it'll be a damn squid of a game and whatever. Um, did not expect anything that happened. If you would have told me that Divock Origi and Jeannie Waldem, when Alden would score braces, mm. um, that we would keep Messi and Suarez and Coutinho off the scoreboard, um, yes. I would ask you That's more amazing. what kind of drugs you were taking and if I could have some <laughs> of the ketamine. <clears throat> right. Because... That was absolutely Have bonkers. Have you been to Denver for the psychedelic yeah. mushrooms that are now decriminalized? So, yes, if you don't know, uh, uh, Barcelona had a 3 nothing lead heading into uh, the match on Tuesday against uh, uh, Liverpool at Anfield. Um, they say, you know, that, that those crazy Anfield nights, Champions League nights, European nights. Um, Liverpool comes out and gets a goal early on. So, you know, do what they needed to do. They so Also, I should point out that Liverpool were, out, were without Firmino, uh, yeah. Keita and Salah, probably the three the three best players they have Holy right now. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's and so and so we looked at the lineup. I was just like, tight. all right, Divac Origi, I guess you're gonna have a go. Oh, go for it, buddy. Um, he gets a header early on. I want to say in like the eighth minute to give us a little bit of hope. Sure. Um, then uh, you know, so it's three to one going into uh, halftime. Shortly after the half, um, Ginny Wijnaldum comes on because uh, God, now I'm blanking on who. Um, Oh, for uh, Andy Robertson, who's been one of the best left backs in yes. Europe this year. Like yes. he's got 11 assists in uh, in uh, in the EPL, um, and he comes off. So like obviously Milner goes back to play left back, and we're just like, okay, well, Milner's decent, but he's now he's no Andy Robertson in crossing in the ball. And then uh, Genie Wijnaldum scores two goals in in two minutes to tie the whole fucking thing up. <laughs> ah. And then it's just like, okay, well, okay. we might actually do this. And this, this is in the 56th minute. So now we still have 
we said about 40 minutes ago because there's, there's going to be at least five minutes of stoppage time in this thing. A lot of time for Messi to do some yeah. messy things. And uh, Barcelona, I mean, never really threatened. Um, I mean, they had a few opportunities. They did uh, hit a post once, um, some uh, you know, very close matches or for very close uh, calls for Liverpool. But really, you know, Liverpool and, you know, to be to Liverpool's credit, they, they really controlled that match at uh, the Camp Nou uh, last week, too. You know, mm-hmm. they've con- they pretty much controlled the matches for 180 minutes. Um, that was just so, you know, to see that. And then the cheeky, you know, we talk about gamesmanship. The cheeky ass. Uh, <laughs> did you see the? Did you see the no. uh, the corner? Okay. No. So and paint, paint me a word picture. Yeah. So I want to say it was in about the 80th minute, right? So Liverpool gets a corner. Um, Trent, Trent Alexander Arnold standing over it. Sure. Uh, Shakiri's about maybe 10 yards away. Um, you know, Shakiri starts kind of walking towards Trent. Trent decides he's like kind of walks away. So then all the Barcelona players start to kind of like walk away well there's a barcelona player um and as well as tristegan are in the you know are sort of standing on the on the and the the um goal line yeah um trent i don't know i didn't i haven't heard i should find out quotes or whatever from this i don't know what he does but he sees that divac Origi is wide open in the middle of the field onside so he's walking away he sees this he runs back over so he runs maybe oh, okay. five yards okay whips whips a fucking perfect pass oh. into that Origi just roofs <laughs> And everybody's just staying. Like, Shakiri and a lot like Liverpool players are staying around, just being like, yep. "What in the actual? What's, he doing? what's going on?" Right. Well, no, like they literally after the, yeah. he has hit the pass, and they're still kind of standing there, like waiting, Wait, waiting yeah. for the corner to come. Yeah, and so all of the uh, oh my god, yeah, like yep. Ter Stegen's like trying to get his line. You know, he's trying to get yeah. everybody set. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a uh, Barcelona player on standing on the goal line, so. Uh, Origi's onside and oh just absolutely oh. roofs it <clears throat> into the top of that. If you if you, oh no. if you haven't seen it, find oh no. find the replays for or you know, find a the, there's some, there's some Barca the fans for heading this to the Rome store after that. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh boy. Yikes! And of course, just absolutely lose my shit. Um, I wake up my son who had just gotten just gotten down for a nap. So you know, a a plus dad parenting uh, yep. that yesterday, and. Uh, and yeah, it was just it was absolutely bonkers. And then of course for the last ten minutes, it's you know it's just a just a fucking like, oh, butt clenching. Do you even have um, any fingernails on or do you just chew them right off? No, I do. I just yeah. you know, but I like it's literally like just you know squeaky bum time. Yeah, squeaky bum time. Like it <laughs> like it pinched off a pin, pinched off a shit and it was just holding like desperate to uh, not let anything happen. <laughs> and so that was that was yesterday, and then today. Um, I did make it up to Blackheart because my son decided to take a nap at like one thirty, which is you know fine. Yeah. It was shitty out. I didn't yeah, really. Want, as, I didn't really, babies will do. Yeah, it. yeah. And it, it was yeah. I didn't really want to go out in the rain anyway, oh, so it was God. like it just worked out perfectly. Um, but yeah, so t- Spurs are down only one nothing, uh, but they're going to Amsterdam. They're playing Ajax. Yeah. Um, and so Ajax obviously has the the away goal, so Spurs got to get two, um, or at least one nothing draw, yeah, and right. uh, hope they can hope win it in right. PKs or something. Anyways. Ajax comes out and just absolutely just bosses uh, mm-hmm. Spurs around. Uh, Spurs are playing obviously without Harry Kane; he's still hurt. Um, but they had got Son back. But okay. yeah, like Son was just completely invisible for the first half. Um, Ajax scores two pretty amazing goals in the first half. Oh my god! Okay. So they're, they're up three nothing. Yeah, with an just, away goal. Just driving those nails in the coffin. Yeah, and yep. then uh, in the yeah, so then in like the fifty fifth minute. Uh, there's a scramble, and I actually can tell at this point they're starting to they're starting to they're starting to feel it. Like okay, they're, sure. they're a young squad, but yes. like they were they were they were getting gassed. Okay. Um, 
Lucas Mora hits an absolute, uh, you know, great ball, um, scores a goal, gets one back. Okay. Uh, All about, right. about, uh, 10 minutes later, Lucas Mora scores again, gets, gets two back. So now folks, looks like we got ourselves a game. So it's three, two, um, you know, uh, Tottenham has the Spurs have the away goals now. Yep. Uh, but it's it just back and it's back and forth. These two teams just are just going back and like watching Ajax play was just awesome. I mean, that team is wide the fuck open. Yeah. They very, they don't play defense all that well. Well, they're, I mean, they're sort of back to that traditional Dutch yes. total, total, total footballer football, yeah. style from the seventies, which is just a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. So, so that was great. Um, Ajax misses a misses a sitter that just oh. twice that just go wide of the net. Um, Larice just didn't have a read on him at all. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, it's a good night for yes. the rope stores in Amsterdam. And then uh, yeah, and then the uh, the ninety third minute, um, the uh, Larice makes a great save. Uh, they come back up. They get a corner. Literally, Larice comes all the way up because they had five minutes of stoppage sure. time. Uh, they you know ball gets you know now doesn't go in. Yep. Ajax comes back down. Uh, and like literally like in the 95th minute, um, there, like there's a, uh, Spurs attack. I don't exactly know. There was a, a ball that was kicked. I can't remember who it was, but he sort of deflected it up to sort of the, sort of the top of the top of the box. Okay. Yep. Deli Ali makes a, a great pass. I'm not even sure if he knew that Lucas Mora was running on it. Mora runs onto it and just beats the keeper to his left oh, oh, in, oh. in the 95th minute. Oh, 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 so now it's 3-3. Three, three, oh, my God. But Spurs are on. And yeah, and so then, you know, a couple of minutes, and then the whistle blows. But oh, holy shit. It was just – I couldn't believe it. I literally That's could insane. not believe what had happened. All right. Um, that, you know – what that was nine nine goals in two games. Oh my god! Four, at, four in Anfield, yes. five at the. Um, oh my gosh! At Ajax, yeah, and in a Champions League fucking semifinal. Like, oh my god! This uh, so I don't know. So now this, this is why we watch this stuff. So now I'm assuming so it's Spurs and Liverpool in Madrid on June first for oh, for Champions League. Oh my um, Atlanta! So that's gonna be an uh, interesting, right. an interesting match. Um, it probably just based on how awesome with the league still in contest back in England too. Well, so the league will be all wrapped up by then. Yeah, like, I know. Well, but no, but there, this, yeah. there's yeah, so Liverpool. A lot, a lot of jittery nerves. Yes, for both. I mean, for yeah. for Liverpool, like yeah. you know, they, if if they win the league so, somehow, and I don't think they're going to, but if they do, then they have a chance for the double. Um, Spurs Ooh, haven't won a trophy baby. since like 1984. Right. Like a good trophy since 1984. Right. Um, there's just a lot of there's a lot of storylines. I think a lot of people are hating it because it's you know all English final. Yeah, you kind of hate when two teams from the same league yeah. end up. In, and I I can final. totally understand that. Like I think yeah. a Liverpool uh, Liverpool Ajax final would have been just fucking oh bonkers. My God. Like it would have been, it may have been seven goals. Like yeah, that's that how, would that sounds like a throwback to the 70s or 80s. Yeah, right there. and so we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see uh, with. Uh, um, you know, with Liverpool and Tottenham, like sounds like Harry Kane is trying to be back match fit for that oh game. Oh my God. Um, okay. Hopefully Salah, Salah should be back. Hopefully yep. Firmino should be back. I mean, it literally, it literally would be if it's full strength squads. That would be, uh, that would be <laughs> fucking bonkers. Yeah. It, it also could just be a, a terrible zero, zero draw. Cause no one wants to play anything, but I don't think, uh, I don't think Liverpool, I don't think Klopp or I Pochettino no. is going to want to play that. No, way, these guys so. are not going to pull back. Yeah. So. Wow. Anyway, so that's what the wow. fuck just happened in Champions League. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. It was a bon- it was a bonkers it was a bonkers you, couple of days. What a, what a great year for Champions League. 
And I'll be honest, I sort of tuned it out for the last couple of years because it's, you know, you kind of know it's the same cast of characters every time. Yeah. Um, well, even there last has been much variety for yeah, a couple of years. Even now. last year, I mean, this, you know, the other thing with the Barcelona and Liverpool game is Barcelona had the exact same thing happen to them last year. Right. Against Roma. And so Roma right. obviously was a, yeah, you know, a, that a, made it a little more interesting. Yeah. And but. Ajax obviously was with it, uh, them being in, knocking off uh, Juventus and Real Madrid. Um, I think you know Champions League was was super fun this year, and it's been super fun the last couple of years. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, the finals on June first. Uh, I know I'm going to be at Blackheart watching I will, it. I will do what I can to yeah. be at Blackheart. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's going to yep. be. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a packed oh house. Yeah. Um, maybe even more so than um, the Minnesota the United game. Yep. And the Minnesota United play uh, Philly the following uh, Sunday. So there's plenty of oh. – uh, so you don't have to like, worry about like not getting too fucked up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Got to live to Sunday. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, wow. So, yeah, if you uh, if you see me there or, again, see me in Chicago, come say hey. Um, all right, let's jump in. We have two more uh, – a couple more segments here. Uh, Ford Madtown, Brodown. Mm. Um, Mingles won. They played at the same time as Minnesota United uh, this weekend. They won three to one. Carter Manley got who, the game winner. Who were they playing? Oh, uh, I don't even was remember. Was it TFC two? It might have been TFC. Yeah, it might have been TFC two. Yeah. Okay. Um, they won three to one. Carter Manley nice. got the game winner. Uh, Love it. Both uh, Toy and Almsberg also started. Love it. Uh, Ali Ngazi, the the uh, whatever Kenyan guy, I believe, mm-hmm. um, he was on the bench but did not play. Okay. Um, my guess is he'll get, he'll get some. He'll probably get some minutes in open cup and you know things like that. Yeah. Uh, especially if. Um, and yeah, massive, uh, Mads, Mads I, be- I believe the first, very first round of Open Cup is now underway. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I th- I love I'm it. not sure when the Mingos play. Yeah, but uh, they'll, they'll get phased in. Yeah, soon for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they would be in this. They would be in this round if they. So they may cool. be been playing right now, or they may have may played uh, uh, yesterday or even tomorrow. I love, possibly, I love so. the Open Cup. It's a it's it's a great it's a great tournament. I wish we'd actually take it seriously. Once I know while. it would be nice. That would be very nice. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the tactical schmatico. Um, yeah. What we got coming up? Um, we have the Chicago Fire. I'm going to be hey. in Chicago for this game. Um, as I mentioned uh, to Luke, and I think I've mentioned in the podcast, me and my wife are taking the train down, taking the Amtrak, and going to hang out in Madison. Um, to drive from Madison to Chicago, leave the kid with uh, with my with the in laws. Um, but yeah, so we'll be down there. The the first game against Chicago, lovely Bridgeview, uh, Illinois. Yeah, Bridgeview, Illinois. I mean, they're only for, they'll be next year. They'll be in Soldier Field, which will be uh, you know That'll gigantic. Yeah, um, we probably won't play them again. We probably don't play them until the year after that. But first time not. we were in Chicago, uh, we got our first ever uh, away win uh, in Chicago. This is correct. Yeah, yeah I remember in, that. It was in an August. Yeah, uh, I wore the. The Lundo Gorisian uh, costume <laughs> to that game because it was their um, it was Star Wars yeah night. it was their Star Wars night so yeah. in August so all right uh, let's talk about uh, who's good in Chicago yeah um, let's start with uh, Francisco Cavill <laughs> mm, to be determined uh, why don't you go why don't you we'll start? find out so there's I mean they're not a terrible squad there's certainly some names that you'd you know uh, obviously Bastian Schweinsteiger is like the big name here but. Uh, they acquired C.J. Sapong uh, this year. He's probably their most credible offensive threat since Nikolic has not been doing a whole lot so far in 2019. Uh, they yeah, maybe also... they needed David Akam. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they did. Um, their big, their big acquisition for 2019 beyond Sapong was uh, Nicholas Gaetan, who's an Argentinian national team player. Yep, he scored uh, tonight. Actually, yeah, I think he had a good <clears throat> night. He's played with Benfica and Atletico Madrid before, so he's got that. European Iberian experience. 
Um, prior to tonight, he'd only been good for two assists so far for Chicago, so not exactly tearing up the league yeah. uh, until he had that real soft target of New England tonight. But he's you know definitely yeah. someone to keep an eye on. C.J. Sapong is is no one to sneeze at. Um, yeah, no, he's been. So there's there's certainly some credible threats that we've got to be aware of. Um, but you know, we've least recently been on a streak of, of keeping some of MLS's best down to very few or no goals at all. So yeah. Who knows? And, uh, they just, and so Chicago, um, is, uh, they, like I said, they, they won tonight for nothing over the new England revolution. They just held LAFC, uh, in LA yeah. to a zero, zero draw. Yeah. So they are, uh, they have some, the, they might be ramping th- up a that little vaunted bit. momentum. Yeah. Um, right. that, you know, teams and coaches and shit like to but talk then about. We're going to be their third game in what an eight day period, third game in seven days. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that, I mean, they did, they did do some squad rotation today. Uh, yep. Sapong, um, didn't play. Okay, um, now they're saving him for us. Yeah, Great. so probably saving him for us. Um, <laughs> so you know, there, you know, there's Chicago is is strange because they do have they have some they have individual individually they have some really good pieces. They just haven't been able to figure out how to put it all together, which is this which is the strange part because um, you have Dax McCarty who's a, a really good midfielder. You have Bosch and Schweinsteiger. Right. When he plays midfielder, I think he's he's very good. He's been he's been deputized as a. Um, as a center back and sort of a back three for them, yeah. um, which is not, you That's know, not, not, not a great position for him. And I guess there's a sort of transition. Uh, like you mentioned Nikolic, um, you know, he's good. He scored a lot of goals a couple years ago, but that was again, when he had David Akam setting mm-hmm. him up and last year he had a, a large drop off uh, in the number of goals that he scored. And I think he's, and pretty, he's got pretty invisible this year. So, so far. far he only has three. Yeah. Um, he did get two tonight. So that's now oh, it's well, five, you okay, know, again, so but you know, re- yeah. revolution for whatever, for whatever ails you. Um, <laughs> they're kind of, they're kind of like the loon. Yeah. So until very recently. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let me, so let's kind of transition over to, yep. to who sucks. Cause it's really their, you know, their back line has been, has been very, very not good. Um, David Usted has given up 13 goals already um, over 10 games. Yeah, he's he gave up a very, 30, 32 and 17 for DC United last year. He's he's probably a below replacement value goalkeeper yeah. at this point. Yes, and so I'm not sure exactly you know what Chicago has in terms of uh, backups. I mean, he's now he's kept two clean sheets in a row, so no, no, um, that's good, hard to, good for him. Yeah, but uh, their other uh, big signing um, was this Premislav Frankowski. Uh, he was signed as a Tam uh, winger. He actually oh. played. He was forced into playing right back against LAFC. Okay, just because well. they don't have anybody to play. So you know, again, you talk. You know, Jordi Mihalovic is you know a known quantity in MLS. They have a lot of. Again, they have a lot of uh, of you know decent, well-known players who have good reputations. But again, they just have not find been able to find the. The formula that makes it all work. Yeah, I mean they're they're not a bunch of mutts. They're not a punching bag like New England or Colorado is. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the entire time I've been following MLS, which is really the last seven or eight years now, they've never put together a team that commanded a ton of fear or respect. They've only been to the playoffs like once since in, yeah. in that whole Yeah. <clears throat> and even whole... then it was kind of a weak run. So yeah. Um all right. So uh you know, how should United play them? Well, my, my kind of cheeky ideas was just bait Calvo into lashing out, getting a red, 
uh, try to get a penalty <laughs> off of that, uh, score from the penalty, and then just park the bus and hope to win 1-0. Yeah, I don't, uh, <clears throat> I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> um, someone, someone, someone in there is going to know how to wind him up. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I think he's going to be he's going to be amped up for this game. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, we have a couple questions about it. Once we get to the questions, we can, we'll talk about it there. Honestly, I mean, you're you're not a hundred percent incorrect when you say we should go at Calvo. I think we should go at Calvo um, on the left hand side. We're going to have he's the new Romain Metnier yeah, and Ethan right. Finley going at him. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, he's probably practiced against them, so he's probably got a little bit of a, a an idea about how to stop them. <clears throat> but has Calvo shown the ability to stop anybody coming down the left hand side? Not really. Uh, or coming down, the, you know, our attacking right hand side. <clears throat> So whether mm. it's Finley um, or uh, Miguel Ibarra with Romain Metinier, yeah. um, you know that I think is a really interesting way to unlock uh, the space in the middle of the field. New England, or sorry, uh, Chicago typically plays with a like sort of a um, a three four one two or sort of a you know three five two basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that so they're going to overload the midfield. That's going to be something that's going to be very important for us uh, to really take into consideration. So I don't see much changing from our starting lineup last week. The only change I yeah. would make would be to actually um, have Quintero uh, uh, and or Romario Abara in the lineup, uh, yeah. sort of up top. I'd, I'd rather see those guys um, get started with, earlier. With Romario, or th- sorry, with uh, Quintero, with Romario sort of as the true striker, um, Quintero in the hole, being yep. able to make up, you know, get some uh, some movement there. So I don't know. I think that's that's how we can play them. I think that is a could be a recipe for success. I think this is going to be. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think, uh, no. I think you are right around. I think it's going to be sort of two to one. Um, to uh, let's go, let's say two to one to the loons. I think. Uh, I think it's a winnable game. Yeah, I think absolutely think so. If we if we're a playoff team, this is definitely a game that we should uh, that we should be planning on getting three points from. Especially since we didn't get as many points on this home stand as. as yeah, we I mean, granted, we did play. To. We played play some some good good teams. Yeah, uh, you know, presumably playoff teams. Right. But we, I think we dropped points at home. This yep. you know this run, um, making those back up on the road would be a huge a huge boost here since we got uh, you know we got some. And now we have some very winnable games coming up. You know, we got these guys, Houston at home, um, Colorado. We have a Philadelphia. Philadelphia is on fire right now, though, too. So, yeah, I, I, we, I wonder how long that's going to last. Yeah, it's true. But hey. I mean, they, they did. You know, they were playing the revolution. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but anyways. yeah, I mean, we, we faced some of the most potent offenses in the league. Yes. And lived to tell the tale. Yep. Including um, yeah, including you know, uh, not allowing a ton of goals. Not the problem is we haven't scored a ton of goals. We need to figure yeah. out. We need to find our scoring boots. Basically, oh my god! So. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that's Chicago. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about the you know, a little bit about what happened last week, uh, and then give our predictions for the you know rest of the of the matches here, and then uh, we'll answer some questions to get the hell out of here. That's right. Uh, so Philadelphia um, beat up. Uh, <laughs> not only did they beat up on New England six to one, they beat up on FC Cincinnati two nothing. FC Cincinnati. Uh, yes. Uh, fired their coach Alan Coke. Club um, in turmoil. Yes. Uh, speaking of another club in turmoil, Vancouver three, Colorado two in Colorado. Oh there's a, there's a really great picture. I think it was in the uh, Doyle's armchair analyst analyst. Um, shortly after Colorado gives up the goal towards the end, like where you see the the people, the players on the Colorado bench, just like just shirt over, just yeah, hiding their faces, hiding their faces, yeah. The, well, um, remember when people used to go to games with like paper bags over their heads, like the like the unknown fan, like. <laughs> Oh yeah, every, you mean every single Cleveland Browns game? Yeah, for the exactly. Last, like, right. Yeah, years? that's like that's, I remember that. Like, yeah, 
Uh, all right, so that was oh that was not God. good. They also fired their coach. Uh, they need to figure out and they need to find a new owner for Holy that team. That's shit. Yeah. you know that's that is a very defunct organization. Uh, all right, the Red Bulls Just put them on shrooms. Put them on shrooms. Maybe maybe they yeah. are on shrooms. Maybe, maybe that should be their, maybe that should be their promo. It's like yeah. it's shrooms night <laughs> at the Colorado Rapids. <laughs> uh, the Red Bulls beat LA Galaxy three to two at home. Uh, Orlando City okay. lost to Toronto FC two to nothing. Yeah, uh, seems like Toronto maybe is finally figuring it out. Uh, the Dynamo won the Texas Derby two to one over FC Ooh. Dallas. Um, again, they're coming to town in a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, that one's that one's gonna be a barn burner. Yeah, NYCFC beat Montreal Impact on the road two to nothing. Okay. If you if you, uh, if you think our turf is bad. Uh, look at the pitch of the Stadia Saputo. It is <laughs> fucking atrocious. Like ours looks bad, yeah. but yeah, no. Like, it, do they use it for a monster truck rally? Pretty much, up, yeah, yeah, nice, like yeah. yeah. It's it's really bad. Oof. Um, as I mentioned, F, uh, Philadelphia beat New England six to one. Ouch. Uh, DC United beat Columbus three to one. Columbus is reeling. Uh, now and not at a good time. Well, I think they I think they had a decent outcome tonight though. Yeah, probably. Uh, and, uh, Minnesota United beat, or sorry, drew with the Seattle Sounders one to one. RSL mm-hmm. lost to Portland at home uh, two to one. Mm. Portland finally sneaking up Clicking the, uh, a little bit. yeah, getting some road points before they basically spend the yep. second half of the season at home. Um, San Jose Earthquakes uh, beat FC Cincinnati one to nothing. <laughs> is, is San Jose kind of on an upswing? They're also yes, they're also starting to play very very well. Which Yikes. you know again a team behind us in the playoffs. The race. West is going to get really uh, tight. LAFC again. We mentioned this uh, two uh, zero zero draw with Chicago, and Blanked. then um, talking about a team that's in turmoil. Sporting Kansas City zero, Ooh, Atlanta oof. United three. Uh, in uh, in Kansas, boy, that is a boy. I would not want to be in Peter Vermees crosshairs right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know who's to blame for that situation, but well, yikes! He, I mean, he scares me. Yes, Peter Vermees scares the Actually, shit out of me. Scares the shit out of you. Yes, <laughs> like, um, the, the, not even the proverbial shit. Like the no, no, shit. Like, like literally. I poop, I, yeah, my yeah. Pants I, I need to wear some pants if I just thinking about him. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. You know, they gave up Icopara for you know, and they thought. I guess they oh. thought they had replacements and. You look yeah, at you know was, you look at the defenses that you know that I compared Icopara yeah. with Sporting Kansas City Icopara with Minnesota he, oh he's God. clearly made our our defense better yes. so that's a very that's a very interesting uh, a very interesting proposition out there in uh, in Kansas City so. and it, it looks like Atlanta's kind of starting to get their shit together a little bit here under yeah under the new finally regime. yeah Frank right. DeBoer's finally got uh, you know got the pieces back in place so. boy those fans were all right ready to mutiny a couple weeks ago <laughs> yes they were. I think they still are. I mean, honestly. Um, yeah, it's right. spoiled. They got spoiled. So, yes, yeah, so we make some picks. Uh, yeah. We uh, we made picks before the Wednesday game, so I'm not, you know, obviously we don't know. I Atlanta United beating Toronto 2-0. I don't even know how that game ended. I had Toronto winning 3-2. Okay. <laughs> um, I had the Columbus crew losing to the LA Galaxy 2-0. It sounds like that. Uh, yeah, that's did not, I did the same. Did not go my way. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, the Bread Bowls. Uh, Red Bulls Montreal. Yeah, I had a one-one draw. Uh, exactly, I did I think, the same thing. I think. Well, shit. I think oh Red Bulls won that one. And then All right. I had the fire beating the Revolution two to one. We I had to beat in one zip. Okay. Apparently, I was a little under yeah. optimistic. And it on that ended one. up being four to nothing uh, Ooh, to the baby. fire. So baby. All right. Uh, let's see. Got let's, get, let's get into the future where we can't be wrong. Exactly. Yet. Uh, there's a game on Friday. <laughs> Vancouver hosts Portland. Um, okay. You know, Vancouver is uh, I think sneakily terrible. Like they they've won a few games that I don't think they should win. Portland is. I, I think they're a banana peel team. Sure. If you if you're if you don't plan for them, they might they, they might, might slip, sneak up on in. you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I have Portland winning uh, two to one. I actually took Van, Vancouver one zip. Okay. Uh, 
FC Cincinnati and the team in turmoil uh, host the Montreal Impact. I have the Montreal Impact We're winning this constantly game. in turmoil. Yeah, they are always in turmoil. Yeah. Uh, I have the Impact winning uh, two to two to nothing. Yeah, I have a I have a two two one. Yep. All right, FC Dallas hosts the New York Ribbles. I have FC Dallas winning that game one to nothing. I have a two one. Okay, Toronto FC hosts Philadelphia. This might be a barn burner of a game. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go a three three draw. I, I'm I'm willing to say I just I put a bunch of question marks down on my notes for this one. Yeah. I don't know, but that is I would say if there's one that you're gonna just sit and watch this weekend. Yeah. Uh, tune in. That could uh, go in a lot of different directions. LA Galaxy hosts the NYCFC. Uh, I think Galaxy they coming off of a, a draw and a loss i think they win this game i think nyfc is a little bit on an upswing right now I'm okay gonna say it's going to be a 2-1 uh 2-1 for the city club all right talk about the uh tire fires of the league <laughs> new england and san jose um i think san jose i think this is this is a zero zero draw this is just oh, a really, really shitty fucking game i think yeah. san jose is going to win 3-1 okay you think that they're they're uh man marking yeah system? i mean yeah well who yeah whatever because <laughs> i mean i'm assuming New England's even going to score. Yeah, so fair. That's me. Uh, Columbus hosts LAFC. Um, I think LAFC wins this game two to one. Yep, that's exactly what I had. All right, I, we both think Minnesota United is victorious in Chicago. Yep. yep. Uh, Colorado hosts RSL. Um, let's go RSL four, Colorado one. Oh, I'm I'm calling a one one draw. Okay. These two te- teams about right for those clubs. So these two teams fucking hate each other. Yeah, Their I fan know. Bases it's hate each other. Um, they yeah. Last the first time we were out in Colorado for the uh, for the away match. They're basically like, yeah, we like we like hanging out with most of the fan bases. The only ones we can't do it with are fucking RSL. I don't know it's exactly why they these, hate each other. All but these laid back Rocky Mountain dudes just mountain biking all day and all that. But then this is like this like the mask comes off. It's like a bloodbath. Yeah, that's right. On the last game on Saturday, Seattle Sounders host the Houston Dynamo. This should be a fun game. Uh, yeah, actually, that that's probably your second must watch yeah. game of the weekend. Let's go two uh, two draw for this. That's one. exactly what I said. Oh, nice. Hey, uh, a couple Sunday games. Atlanta United host Orlando City again. Atlanta seems to be back on track. Yep. I have a three to one or, or Atlanta United win. I'm calling Atlanta uh, Atlanta two one. Okay, and then finally DC United hosts Sporting Kansas City. Uh, oh, sporks are uh, sporking right reeling. now. Uh, DC United is playing really well. Uh, I think DC United wins this game three to one. That's exactly what oh, I said. Nice. Wow, I didn't even look at, we're, I didn't even, we're on the same page we're on some of this. Yeah. Nice. Okay, uh, so now we got. <laughs> it means if we're wrong, we're like both very, just very, get very wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so we got some. Uh, we got some fucking answers. Uh, so Jake asks, "How long will Calvo's tenure run at Chicago? Will he be a good fit as a center back?" Um, let me answer the, the second one first. No. He will not. No. He's clearly not shown to be a good center back. Um, I mean, maybe Schweinsteiger can get – maybe, you know, he needed the armband taken away and he needs someone like Schweinsteiger to whip him into shape, but I just don't I just don't see it. <sighs> he uh, might – you know, maybe getting some cold water splashed in his face, maybe we'll see a different aspect of him. Uh, my prediction is that he's not in Chicago at this time in 2021. He might be so, here for this season, maybe the next, but I, I don't think he's going to be. Well, I mean, clearly they – with. The adding in the uh, the sell on you know the percentage or whatever I mean, Minnesota's hoping that he does well in Chicago right um, so that he gets sold I mean I honestly it wouldn't surprise me if I think he is I think he's under contract through twenty I think twenty twenty one I mm. think then he has I think there's some options okay some team options for like I think till twenty twenty three if I'm not mistaken I very much could uh, be uh, I, mistaken but I just feel like he's going to end up back in Costa Rica yeah I mean I think I think honestly a lot of it depends on how well his um, how well he plays in the, in the course of these next sort of say four to five games before the Gold Cup? Prove us wrong, if he, Francisco. If he, uh, you know, if he makes the Gold Cup roster, which I assume he will, 
yeah. then how well he plays in the Gold Cup. That yeah, I think will be a major determining factor whether or not he leaves, um, whether he even makes it through the season or he, you know, he gets sold in January. Which I wouldn't surprise me. You know, he has a has a, a decent world, a decent Gold Cup. You know, he plays well throughout the rest of the season. Um, maybe lives up to a little bit of his potential. Yeah, and then Chicago sells him in uh, you know after the year because um, sure. I. They've, but in, again, the only the other issue is that Chicago has nothing on left back. Like they are, they are yeah, threadbare. They're, they're really even worse thin. than they're even more threadbare than we are, and that's and we are particularly threadbare <laughs> at, at left back. So, uh, no. Nick asks, Calvo is going to kick our ass, isn't he? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I, uh, it's going to be real interesting to see. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think we've got the edge. I think so too. Um, uh, Andy asks, "Who had the better question, Jake or <laughs> or Nick?" Uh, the answer is Margaret. Yeah, Margaret had the, be- had the yep. best question. Uh, Andy also asks, "Which Twins player would you like to see on the pitch?" Oh my God! Uh, I say Buxton would make a hell of a Josh Gad. What? He's fast as shit, man. Yeah, I mean, I know what he's saying, but like, yeah, that's kind of a deep cut there. I I'm gonna go ahead and say I would like to see I would like to see La Tortuga, Williams Astadio, just because he is a big man. Uh, but in terms of like actual, Ooh. yeah, just like uh, I, that guy, I, I, he's probably my my favorite player to watch play for Minnesota for the Twins right now. Um, unfortunately, he's he's hurt. What would you have him as like a number six kind of defensive mid type? Yeah, probably just, a, just, just somebody to fuck shit. Guy. Yeah, fuck yeah. people shit up. Yeah, um, he's just he's just. Uh, I actually met him. There was a uh, my buddy works uh, for a store called Fan HQ, and they bring in players oh, for sure. signings and stuff. Yep. And uh, he's like, "Hey, you want to like I have an extra ticket for like a picture? You want to we do like a, a fantasy baseball league team picture with him?" I was like, "Sure, fuck it, why not?" So we all went out there and met him. Guy's always smiling. He cool. just doesn't look. He's like he's as tall as I am, like, right. and he's just a large, he's large. A, he's man. a fire plug. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think he'd be fun. I I, I really agree. Buxton uh, is just so goddamn fast. Yeah. Um, the problem with Buxton is that he Buxton. Uh, <clears throat> is that Buxton uh, he barely looks like he can control himself when he's running around the bases. I can't imagine <laughs> watching him run around with <laughs> just just fucking running with a ball at his feet. The, the training montage where he's dribbling through the cones. I think it would look, I think it would look, yeah, happen. it would look a lot like yeah. the uh, uh, the Shaolin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, where it's just like yeah, just completely just tripping over the ball. So that Love might be it. the that might be the issue there. So. Uh, we spent way too much time talking about baseball. Um, Mrs. Danner asks, if you could pick up any left back in MLS to replace Calvo, who would it be? You know, I don't know enough about who the left backs are yeah. in, in MLS to uh, make a uh, educated guess on this one. Um, I, I feel so, like any answer I give, I just sound like an asshole. <laughs> so sorry. We will, Honestly. We'll, we'll try to remember to. I'm going to punt on this one. We'll try to remember to do your question next week. Sorry yeah, about yeah. that. Let, me do, let us do some homework on this yeah. one. And then uh, finally, Christian asks, who will play more games this year, Abu or Boxall? Mm. Uh, I, I think Boxy's gonna going to see some rotation time back in the back line. I think so, too. Yeah, there's – I mean, we, we're going to lose uh, Metanir um, yep. for AFCON duty. Yeah. Um, obviously, with you know, we're not going to worry about missing Calvo, um, <clears throat> which actually like, really helps. So like, we don't have to worry about, you know, we're sort of replacing – him in the lineup, which I think right. was something we were concerned That's about a little a bit. That's perennial problem the last two years. But yeah, we're definitely going to lose Metonier. Um, yep. You know, probably not losing any of Opara, Coleman. Um, but no. I think there's we have just the way the schedule is set up this year too is that we have a lot more Wednesday 
uh, midweek games just because they're, they're they've condensed the schedule uh, to get the playoffs started mm-hmm. earlier and to get the playoffs done um, before December fifth or whatever. Yeah, which is uh, this is this. So is good. so this yeah. So I definitely thing. think I definitely think Boxo will get some time in there. Um, you know, definitely I think the upcoming Hertha Berlin friendly. You see, we'll see Boxo. Yeah. I'm just I'm not wor- I'm not sure. I guess the question is, can Abu stay healthy? And I just don't Oof, think he can. I'm not convinced on that. I really, I mean, I really hope the guy, you know, catches on somewhere and, and else. And but we need, we need a backup. We need a striker that can challenge uh, Angelo Rodriguez yes. uh, for minutes um, yes. and or back up Angelo Rodriguez. But we need someone who can, who can put the, uh, you know, put the the pressure on uh, Angelo Rodriguez. And I just, Abu just doesn't seem like he's going to be that. Now the guy is super talented. When he's on, he's on. I mean, remember those, some of yep. those goals his first year, that the absolute stonker yes. the shot against Montreal and Atlanta. I mean, the guy can play really hard, and, and but the problem is he just can't stay healthy. So I think easily Boxel plays more games uh, than Abu this year. And I, I will say, you know, as, as critical as I think all of us have been of Boxel's play from time to time, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, oh, Boxel? Yeah, I mean, he's visiting oh, he, kids in hospitals. Yeah, no, um, he's... He had some really... Some really sweet things to say, I think, for the community after that terrible shooting and yeah. his native New Zealand, all that. Like, absolutely seems like a good guy oh, you want to have yes. around. Super awesome. He's uh, a very attractive man. He's, he's got, a handsome devil. He's got. Uh, he smells very nice. <laughs> oh, I've I've never. Yeah. I've so never... he came to the uh, he came to that Dark Clouds end of the year uh, charity auction last year oh, at Madonna. Oh, okay. He so he signed he signed. Uh, he had this really heartfelt note that he signed on a on a box yeah. of shoes that that we that he gave to the do, uh, for the donations, and then he actually came. Um, him, uh, Eric Miller, uh, a couple other I can't remember exactly who else was uh, who else was there, but um, he had uh, he and he didn't have to do that, you know. He, no, he come he came and hung out and signed autographs for whoever wanted autographs. Right. Um, and, and and call me call me kind of a sap, but that stuff really does make a difference for me, like. You know, yeah. If you that, are, that means a lot to me when those guys are willing to kind of do that when they, especially if they don't, especially have yeah. to. Or, if they don't have to, and and you know, part of it too is if they, you know, if you're on the fence of somebody like uh, as a player, yeah. I'm much, I'm much, I gravitate much more to the player that is the one who shows up for, to do shit. Um, sure, you know, knows, you know, knows who the fans are, you know, knows people's yeah. names. Yeah. Um, you know, like the like said, like the Brent Commons and like what I I'd imagine sort of Icapara and Ozzy Alonso are versus the you know the assholes like Francisco Cabo. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. I'm gonna root harder for those guys to succeed, um, not root against them to succeed. Yeah. Not that I root against I, anybody. So I mean, to, I think he's a great succeed. guy. I think w- the performance we've seen so far is not a starting MLS center back, but keep him around as kind of a rotation sub, yeah, player. Um, yeah, you he's know, he's got some value. I mean, it would be really great if he got his uh, green card so that we that get would him make off things the a lot easier. International yes. spots. So, yes. all right. Anyways, um, that's all the questions we have. We kept we love this. You, uh, yeah, and we kept this one to under sixty nine minutes. Hey. So that was very nice of us. <laughs> uh, all right, you can find us always at davesiknow.com. Email us questions at davesiknow@gmail.com. Please don't email us at questions at email. Oh, I did, you know, for, I totally forgot to do the fucking Patreon pitch. Oh. Anyways, patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. Uh, give us some money. Uh, at TDAKMN on Twitter. You can find me at Texas Zeller. Martin's at Offensive Loons. Uh, Craig is at Born with a Tail underscore. That's, That's right. Born with a Tail and then the the underscore right. mark, not, uh, not Born with a Tail and underscore. And the challenge on, on the Patreon, the challenge is to match my monthly <laughs> Patreon to Daves I know at $6.66. Yes, that is a, that's a very get, good. Get more evil than me. That's Top a that. Very good. That's a very good number. Uh, we're hopefully going to record uh, one of our uh, watch party podcasts here relatively soon. Hopefully, man. Might try and talk Martin into it next week when he's back. Yeah. So we'll keep you keep you guys in the loop. Uh, that's holy me. goalie. Holy goalie. So if you want to get uh, watching holy goalie beforehand, um, it's on Netflix. 
Yeah. Um, it looks like a bonkers. It's uh, sitting right there. Yeah, it's a, a but. Uh, I are uh, Italian monks who play soccer to save their monastery. Yep. Um, it's a subtitle movie. We've done two subtitle movies now. Hey, <laughs> man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's all uh, from us. Um, cool. We've been the Daves. You know, the we are the Daves. I know. You do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. We can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.